I've been to some very busy places. Giant concerts, surrounded by the press of people and noise, citywide festivals, Times Square, Grand Central Station. Places where there's so much noise, so much going on, constant, overwhelming sensory input. But even having been in those kinds of places, I think the busiest place in the world is in here, the human mind. All that busyness, all that noise in our hearts makes it hard to really hear the Spirit of God. Hey friends, I'm Mark Allen Shelsky, and this is The Apprenticeship Way, a podcast about spiritual growth following the way of Jesus. This is episode 26, I Hear in Faith. I'll get to today's conversation in a minute, but first I want to talk to all of you who are writers or creatives who write, or people who love writers. I'm working on my next book right now, and I have been writing for 25 years. I know that the single biggest obstacle to my writing is the intrusion of daily clutter, just the press of life. I write best when I'm in the flow, and normal everyday life can make finding space for that difficult. Now, a few months back, I did an experiment. I wondered what would happen if I could create a retreat weekend for writers where the whole point was to simply write. No breakout sessions, no long lectures, no listening to experts talk about what worked for them. Just an inspiring environment with great food, lots of coffee and tea, and gentle, encouraging motivation to get to writing. And then as a bonus, just for those who wanted it, there'd be one-on-one writing coaching and group feedback. So I put it together, I invited some writers that I knew, and the results honestly were amazing, so far beyond my hopes. The writers who attended had a great time, they got a ton done. One writer wrote 5,000 words over the weekend, another wrote almost 10,000, another completely reorganized a manuscript they'd been struggling with for months, and they all returned home reinvigorated in their writing. It worked so well, I decided to do it again. So another opportunity is coming up. This is the Writer's Advance Weekend, and it's coming up in just a couple of months, March 27th to 29th, here in Oregon, Mount Angel, Oregon. So if you're a writer or a creative who writes, or you love a writer and you want to give them a wonderful experience, check out this event, the Writer's Advance. I'll put a link to the website in the show notes, www.thewritersadvance.com. Now, because this is an event that's designed for a small group of focused writers, space is very limited. There's only a few spaces left. So if you're interested, get your deposit in today and join me. Let's get you moving forward on that project. Now, I'm also scheduling speaking engagements through the end of 2021. I talk about inner life growth, spiritual maturity, emotional discipleship, and the way of Jesus. Let's bring that to your people, to your church or your retreat or your camp or your conference. I'm also scheduling the Untangled Heart Workshop, which is a one-day training that I do in partnership with a friend of mine who's a trauma therapist. And this event gives people practical tools to help them sit with their emotions and learn how to find wisdom available in their emotional experience. I'd be so excited to share that with you and your people. So just follow the link in the show notes and we can get something set up. I'd love to bring this material to you. All right, back to today's conversation. All that noise (laughs) between our ears. Some days it's a circus in there, isn't it? Intentions and hopes, thoughts and feelings, to-do lists, the background buzz of insecurity, voices from our past, voices from our parents, images of the future, hopes and dreams, all of that's bouncing around in there. And somewhere behind all that noise, the still small voice of the Spirit speaking all the time, ever-present, 
always with us? We live in a noisy, distracted culture, and we've built a lifetime of mental habits that add to the noise. We need a way to shift our habits. We need to cut through all of that volume. Now, John 15 records Jesus' words telling us that our primary work is to abide, to remain, to stay connected to the divine. Now, it's my belief that we can experience this connection when we learn how to bring our mind and our heart to rest in Christ. Now, that's not some mystical spiritual reality. I think it's a habit. See, we all have lifelong habits of allowing our hearts and minds to rest in other places. Some of us abide in worry or fear. That's the natural state of our minds. Some of us abide in anger or entitlement. Some of us abide in the belief that we're unworthy and we must keep performing at all costs or else we'll lose our seat at the table. Wherever we allow our minds and hearts to come to rest, that's where we are abiding. So part of learning how to abide in Jesus is learning new mental habits, helping our mind focus on thoughts and experiences of Jesus' presence. Now, this is the sixth episode in a series of podcasts about this thing I call the anchor prayer. It's this little prayer that has helped me so much in cutting through all that mental noise. Now, the anchor prayer has made an enormous difference for me in helping me build a new habit of bringing my mind to rest in Christ. In the New Testament, Paul talks about this kind of process as taking every thought captive to Jesus. He also calls it uh, being transformed by the renewing of our minds. So today we're going to look at the third line of this prayer, I hear in faith obeying spirit. Now, you can go back to the previous episodes to catch up on what came before. I've been talking through each line of the prayer. But here's the whole prayer one more time. I rest in faith, trusting Father. I walk by faith, following Jesus. I hear in faith, obeying spirit. In you, I remain. With all the noise that's going on inside of our heads, it is incredibly hard to hear God. Many days it honestly doesn't even seem possible that we really could hear God. Have you, ever, have you ever felt that? That's why this third line of the prayer is such an important reminder to my heart. I hear in faith obeying spirit. I'm a doer. Maybe you relate to that. My baseline attitude is to trust myself to solve the problem, right? I'll read the book. I'll watch the YouTube video. I'll learn how to do it. I'll do my best. I'll solve the problem. Do you, do you feel that same way? Do you struggle with that? I grew up in a stream of Christianity that didn't really emphasize the Holy Spirit much. One preacher in my denomination that I grew up in reportedly said, if you were to remove the Holy Spirit from our worship services, 95% of what happens would be exactly the same. I think this is an open secret in much of Christianity. Most of us can operate our Christian life and we can operate our churches without any input from the Holy Spirit. You can faithfully attend worship services and have a nice daily devotional routine. You can carefully keep all the rules, at least the big visible ones. You can give your tithe and volunteer for a role at your church every week. You can make sure you have all the right theology and read your Bible every day. You can do all of that on your own and feel like you have done what there is to do. And you can passably do all of these things without needing anything from the Holy Spirit. Well... <laughs> As much as we try to do our Christian life without the Spirit, Jesus seems to think the Holy Spirit would be crucial for us. In John's telling of the Gospel story, when Jesus was gathered with his disciples in that last meeting in the upper room before his death, he was telling them how they were going to make it 
without him there presently. Their whole journey so far had been just physically following him around. And so now in the upper room, he's giving them his final instructions before his crucifixion. And when you read those passages, John 15, 16, and 17, the Holy Spirit occupies a pretty big percentage of those final words. In John chapter 16, verse 13, Jesus describes one of the Spirit's main roles for us. This is what he said. When the Spirit of truth comes, he will guide you into all the truth. So the Holy Spirit's role is to guide, to lead us into truth. You've probably heard that before. But most of the time when we read this verse, we don't notice the immediate context of what Jesus said just moments before. Verse 12. So verse 12, Jesus says this, I still have many things to tell you, but you can't bear to hear them now. So Jesus knew that his time is short. He knows that he's not going to get to fully train or instruct his disciples before his death. He also knows that they aren't ready emotionally or spiritually for some of the things he wants to tell them. That's the context of Jesus telling them and us that the Holy Spirit's job is to lead us into truth. Do you see how strange that is? Jesus basically told his disciples, I've got a ton to teach you, but we're out of time and you're not ready to hear it anyway. But don't worry, because when the time comes, this mysterious, ethereal, invisible being will teach you all the other stuff. That's unexpected, right? Jesus is banking on the fact that we will learn what we need to learn when we need to learn it because we'll be taught by the Holy Spirit. Well, that's not a good plan for someone founding a religion. That's a plan for a mess. A good religious leader would tell people to stick close to the written scripture. That way you're safe. There'll be no heresy, no messy confusion, no splinter groups if you all just do what the text says. But that's not what Jesus did. See, Jesus didn't write a single line of scripture. Jesus didn't write a church manual with the ideal church structure. Jesus didn't set up a list of rules. Jesus didn't do any of the things that you need to start a good religion. When Jesus established the church, he was not making things easy and safe and structured. The plan that he left us is honestly frightening. It's also freeing. Listen to these words again. I still have many things to tell you, but you can't bear them now. When the spirit of truth comes, he will guide you into all the truth. Isn't that amazing? There's a whole bunch of stuff I want to tell you. More truth than you need right now, but I'm out of time. So here's what we're going to do. I'm going to give you the Holy Spirit and the Holy Spirit will teach you when you need it. Problem solved. And that was Jesus' plan. We're the ones who created Bible study curriculum and Bible school and seminary and spiritual gift inventories and church evangelism programs. We're the ones who defined the Christian life as attending one or two weekly gatherings at a certain building with a certain group of people, uh, going to a small group and volunteering for a ministry at your church. We're the ones who decided that the way to hear God is to listen to sermons and the way we obey is to stick close to the rules. Now, I'm not saying that those things are bad. If I thought that, I'd have no reason for this podcast. If those tools help us learn how to live in alignment with Jesus' plan, then they're helpful. But if those tools get in the way of Jesus' plan, then we have a problem. And Jesus' plan was that we would listen to the Holy Spirit. Now, 
we in the church have rushed to complicate this. Jesus didn't. Jesus taught that we've already been given the Spirit. Already. He's not waiting on us to complete a certain religious ritual. He's not waiting for us to feel the goosebumps or have a a charismatic experience or even speak in tongues. Jesus says, He remains with you and will be in you. So that means we don't have to go to a certain special spiritual program or a certain place. We don't have to go into a certain building in order to hear the Spirit. Scripture tells us that the Holy Spirit is available to us everywhere. Psalms 139, verses 7 to 10. Check this out. Where can I go to escape your spirit? Where can I flee from your presence? If I go up to heaven, you are there. If I make my bed in Sheol, you are there. If I live at the eastern horizon or settle at the western limits, even there your hand will lead me. Your right hand will hold on to me. So, the spirit is available everywhere. And Jesus gave us the spirit to be with us and to be in us. And Jesus told us that the spirit would guide us into truth. So, the work that is left to us is what? To listen. And that is the matter of our attention. I'm not saying that listening is easy. My children certainly seem to have a hard time of it. Come to think of it, so do I. And to make things more difficult, you and I have built a lifetime of noisy mental habits that fill our minds and hearts with competing voices. But here's the good news. Listening is something we can practice. It's something we can get better at. There are many ways we can practice listening to the Spirit. For me, learning and reciting the anchor prayer has been one of these tools. Jesus told us that we've already been given the Spirit, have been, already done, every one of us. The Scripture says that there is nowhere we can go where the Spirit is not present. So that means that you and I, we have access to the Spirit in every moment of every day, whether we feel like we do or not. So, if that's all true, here's a challenge for you. As you go through your day, when you face decisions, big decisions, small decisions, just quietly ask the Spirit this question, what shall we do? And then before you act, just pause for a brief moment and listen. Don't expect a big reverby voice. Don't expect to hear audible words. Just be present. Pay attention to the moment that you're in. Pay attention to what you're feeling in your body. Notice where your attention is being drawn in the space. Notice if you have a, a mental impression or a, a sense of ought in your heart. It might come in the form of thoughts. It could be mental images. It could just be a feeling. Just pay attention. Is it possible that those thoughts and pictures and feelings are just your own and not the Holy Spirit? Sure. It's not only possible, it's likely, but it's also possible that the Spirit is speaking. And unless you practice pausing and listening, then we're probably going to miss it. So ask the Holy Spirit, what are we going to do? Pause and listen. And then, this part's important, do the thing. I mean, if it's clearly self-serving, or if it's malicious, or if it's unloving, or if it in any way violates the character and teachings of Jesus, don't do it. But otherwise... Even if you don't really understand it, do your best to follow the prompting. That's it. That's the whole thing. Listen and then act. During your day, when you face a decision, ask the Spirit, what are we going to do? Pause for a moment. Notice the impressions that come to you. And as long as that impression doesn't violate Jesus' character or direct instructions as you understand it, then just do the thing. Try this and see what happens. See what you learn. I believe that abiding in Christ is partly about our mental habits, and that means that we can cultivate the habit of listening for the Spirit. Maybe we're not very good at it. That's likely. It's true for me. 
but we won't get better if we don't practice. Galatians 5.25 encourages us in this way. Since we live by the Spirit, we must also follow the Spirit. Well, what I've been talking about is part of learning how to do that, learning how to follow the Spirit. And so that's why I remind myself multiple times a day to pay attention. I hear in faith, obeying Spirit. May you learn to be present so that you can notice the Spirit speaking in your life. Thanks so much for listening. You'll find the show notes for today's episode and any links that I mentioned at www.markellenshelsky.com forward slash TAW026. You want more good stuff like this? Great. Subscribe to my email list. I send an email about twice a month, and in that email, I'll include a link to a new blog post I've written, possibly a new podcast episode, and links to other things that I found that I think will be a benefit on your spiritual journey. I won't spam you. I won't share your information with anybody else, but I will send you great stuff like this. And of course, if you have found this podcast helpful, it's possible someone else might too. Your support is what enables this podcast to reach more people. So subscribe in your podcast app. Subscribe on YouTube if you prefer the video. Rate and review the podcast. Do all those things. But most importantly, if you found these words helpful today, someone that you know will too. So share this episode. Share it on Facebook. Share it on Twitter. Email it to a friend. That's how a podcast grows, and it won't happen without you. Until next time, remember this. In this one present moment, you are loved, you are known, and you are not alone.